Hello and welcome to the RylaCast. We have not been canceled yet, contrary yes. to popular demand. <laughs> uh, this is the official podcast of Camp Ryla, District 5810. I'm Greg Tepper. That is the man they call Josie Andrew Rutz. What's up, Josie? Hello, Greg. One thing that I've realized is going to be a struggle is thinking up new fun ways to do <laughs> intros to the show. Yeah. So what I figured I would do is on this one, I would talk about how difficult it's going to be to think of new ways to intro. Oh. And by the time that people realize what I'm saying, the intro will be over. Nice. How about that? That is a good good tool. Thank you for spending uh, a little bit of your day with us uh, listening to our nonsense. Uh, this is uh, your podcast for Camp Riley District 5810. Um, a little bit later, coming up at the, in the second segment, the real, the real, we are simply the bread. Mm-hmm. The real meat of this Ryla cast sandwich. Or I guess, you know, the real peanut butter. Yeah. We should ask him. We should ask Jeff Egger what, is, what kind of sandwiches he likes. But we will hear from Jeff Egger. Uh, he will be our guest coming up here at the second segment of this. Uh, but first, as we mentioned, we are letting our guests just run roughshod over this podcast and just, just really grab us by the chain and just yank us wherever they want us to go. Yep. We are, we are, we have no control at this point. Zero control. So we ask them to come up with a theme. And Jeff Egger, in his infinite wisdom, has come up with the theme of courage. 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 That's C-O-U-R-A-G-E. Courage. Were you a good speller growing up? Um, I, uh, you know, it's funny you should mention that. I, I was. In fifth grade, I will always remember, I, was, I got out of the spelling bee because I couldn't spell the word smorgasbord. Oh, that's a, no way. I still don't know if it ends in a D or a G. It's a D. Okay. Well, um, but there's also like, do they uh, do they make you you because there's an umlaut in that, right? I don't know. I, I've just <laughs> I I've, don't know. I've never spelled it. I've never spelled it since Short that day. Sport. I was actually uh, this, to tell you, I don't, I don't mean to brag, but I am pretty cool. Um, <laughs> I in high school, I was in. I was a. Uh, I went to headline writing competitions because I am the coolest guy you know and uh, I was actually pretty good at it because it's just succinct ways of of thinking of of, of kind of summing things up and I've always been pretty good at that Uh, I lost in like I want to say it was like a regional Uh, I lost in the regional headline writing competition because I misspelled the word receive oh I before E except after C right but here's the thing about I before E except after C it applies to basically nothing except the word receive. <laughs> that's the only one. It's the only one. Everything else, that's a nonsense, nonsense rule. Um, anyway, I before you accept out for C, there is a C and an E in the word courage, and here to talk about it, oh, something to think about, there. is Josie. Well, thank you, Greg. Uh, yeah, so before I get kicked off into the courage talk, I'm going to lead off with a definition. Oh, uh, Mer- Let's go to Mr. Webster. Merriam-Webster uh, defines... Webster? Hmm? Mrs. Webster? I, I also... I don't know. Webster. That's the hard-hitting question. Go okay. Uh, Merriam-Webster uh, defines courage as mental or moral strength to venture, persevere, and withstand danger, fear, or difficulty. That is a great way to describe that by Noah Webster. Oh. Ah. I Googled it. Okay. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> 
So uh, the the word I've, I want everyone to focus on is withstand danger. So in the spirit of our uh, leadership and presidential podcast, Greg. No way. <laughs> way. Yes! <laughs> presidential talk! Uh, Please tell me this is like, oh, let's go. Zachary Taylor. Not Zachary Dang Taylor. It. But Shot in the dark. Uh, you spoke about Mr. Taft. Sure did. Before Mr. Taft, we had Theodore Roosevelt. Ted. Ted, who is actually, fun fact, the youngest person to become president after he uh, became president when William McKinley was assassinated. Yeah. It's a tough tough go for McKinley. Yeah. They got a mountain named after him. Oh, yeah. He's, He's fine, I'm sure. Except for the whole getting shot thing. Well, yeah. But Teddy, on the other hand, you know, Teddy started out. He didn't have, he didn't have the uh, the best um, start to his life. He suffered from debilitating asthma. Mm. But at the age somewhere between six and nine, uh, he discovered that strenuous activity helped with relief, and so he just was saddled with something that was uh, hindering him. And he said, "You know what." This is what fixes it, so I'm going to do strenuous activity forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was reading, watching um, a, a Netflix special uh, by Brene Brown. Man, another shout-out to Brene Brown. I know. <laughs> Does she want to sponsor this podcast? That's right. She is, uh, if, if you didn't know, a research professor at the University of Houston Graduate College of Social Work. Mm-hmm. And she referred to uh, this... I don't know if it was a speech or a quote, but it's called Daring Greatly. Are you familiar with it? No, not at all, actually. So it's actually really long, um, and I'm just going to take some, some snippets out of it. But it starts out with, it is not the critic who counts, not the man who points out how the strong man stumbles or where the doer of deeds could have done them better. The credit belongs to the man who is actually in the arena, whose face is marred by dust and sweat and blood, who strives valiantly, who errs, who comes short again and again, because there is no effort without error and shortcoming, but who does actually strive to do the deeds, who knows great enthusiasms, the great devotions, who spends himself in a worthy cause, who at the best knows in the end the triumph of high achievement, and who at the worst, if he fails, at least fails while daring greatly, so that his place shall never be with those cold and timid souls who neither know victory nor defeat. Mm. And uh, all that to say is get in the arena. Yeah. Have some courage. That's, that's like the Teddy Roosevelt quote, right? Is mm-hmm. like, is like It belongs to the people in the arena. Like that's, that's where – like if you're not in it, then, you know. And I, I think about I think about that a lot. Like whenever I um, I think it's easy to be critical of people, but I also want like especially people who are going and kind of putting themselves out there. I think in my line of work, I, I like there is a certain level of criticism that is always going to be there. Um, and I'm certainly not associating myself with with courage, but what I am saying is that. Um, if you like the only the only way to 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 actually exercise your courage is 
by doing something that requires it. Right. That's one of those things that you don't know until you need it, until you use it. And it's one of those attributes that um, I think we all aspire to. But, uh, you know, until you kind of exercise those muscles, you do those strenuous activities, so uh, to speak. Yes. <laughs> Look at that. Um, then you don't, you don't know if you're going to need it. And to me, that, that's something that, I, that I've, I've always um, – that, that's really interesting. Yeah. And, and the idea of, of have the courage to be yourself too, mm-hmm. you know, and, uh, and, and be vulnerable. Like you said, you have to be vulnerable in order to, to have courage. Mm-hmm. Um, you've got to know that you're going to get up there and you're going to get beaten, uh, you know, and you, and even if you don't know, I say, you know, you might not know, yeah. but you're going to get beaten. Mm-hmm. Spoiler alert. Yeah. And I also, uh, have thought about the idea that we, or I, I don't want to lump anybody else into this romanticize the idea of courage you know it's it's easy to to think of heroes like oh wow he you know saved somebody from a burning building or he you know these big acts that's like wow if i was in that situation i don't know if i could do the same thing Uh, but there's actually daily acts of courage that aren't as romanticized or publicized man think about I think about this a lot. Think about the people who sometimes the most courageous thing you can do is just get out of bed and put on clothes and go about your day. Yes. But there are a lot of people who struggle with that. That, And I think we've all been there where mm-hmm. it's just like everything, everything's terrible. I just want to stay here. I don't want to be around people. I don't like I – like, I just want to curl up. Yep. And – Sometimes just going about your daily life requires courage. It requires something that you're like deep down, deep down that you have to dig deep just to do something that's very, very small. Mm-hmm. And and that that's an interesting point. You're right. There there's a romantic element to it that I think we think of like war heroes and yeah. things like that. And that's not to say they don't have courage, right? But it can be a that can be a very different kind of it. Yeah, you know? it doesn't it doesn't need grand gestures sometimes. And I'll uh, I'll go off script here. Um, you know, now that you mentioned that, this is scripted. Well, I have some notes written. Oh, but your uh, I was going to say, dude. I if you've been sending me scripts, <laughs> man, we need to check my wrong, email. Wrong email. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, there was. Uh, I don't know if anybody else, you know, anybody listening to this podcast needs to hear this. But there was a time in my life when, um, you know, it was tough for me to get out of bed and just mm-hmm. do the the daily things. And I took, um, I took an Expo marker. Uh, dry erase marker and I wrote on my bathroom mirror so that I would see it as I got out of the shower every morning today will be a good day mm-hmm. because I had to tell myself that and um, and that takes courage you know it, t- it takes courage to to be yourself and to to live each and every day well I think you're exactly right and I also you know one thing I think about is um at how do I want to put this? A Camp Ryla and, and the Ryla program is in many respects um, populated by people who have a lot of – they have to have some confidence. They have to be um, – they have to um, – they're achievers, right? And they put themselves right. out there. Um, but they also, um, in a lot of ways, camp at times for, I think, everybody. If, it's, if, if we're doing camp right <laughs> – it's going to knock you down a peg. Yeah. And it's and 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 there that is where I think the idea of courage can can come up is is you're right. I think we all and because I think because Ryla is 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 kind of 
comprised of people who are achievers. I think that achieving also makes failure hit harder. Mm-hmm. And so I wonder if there's a lot of people who are, who are listening to this that, that have been in a similar situation where it is just, I mean, y- y- like you get, you, I think it's really easy to get, I've, you know, I think we've all been down on ourselves. We've yeah. all been very, very down on ourselves and, and, and things like that. And sometimes the smallest thing that like the only thing you can do is just get up, yep. get up, put on clothes, put on a brave face. You know, my mom, that was something my mom would always say, <laughs> okay, you just need to put on a brave face. Um, that's that I think is 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 kind of the mark of true courage. It's not running into a burning building as you said, or you know you know saving ten orphans. That that does, by the way, require courage. It, it does. Do that if you have the opportunity. Yes, but uh, that doesn't. That's not the only way to have courage. Mm-hmm. That's interesting. Um, well, and and on that note, so in my looking up trying to find daily ways of courage, I uh, came across a man by Robert Staub, Dusty Staub. Oh, Dusty man! It sounds like a infielder for the Mets. Um. Dusty Staub steps into, steps into the plate, batting 248 on the year, two home runs, struck out last time up. <laughs> he, uh, there was a guy named Rusty Staub. If I remember. That may Go be on. the guy I was thinking of. Um, Go on. But yeah, so Seven Acts of Courage. Uh, he's written many, many books. Uh, the Seven Acts of Courage, Bold Leadership for a Wholehearted Life. Um, he identifies these seven. Uh, number one, the courage to dream and express the dream. Two, the courage to see your current reality. Uh, three, the courage to tell truth to power. Four, the courage to be confronted and accept mm-hmm. that constructive criticism. Uh, five, the courage to step into the unknown, which also uh, could involve giving up the need to be right. Who yeah. Yeah. And uh, six. It's a hard one to let go of. Oh, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) The uh, courage to be vulnerable and open. And seven, the courage to take action. I like all that. Yeah. That's all very good. And you know who else I bet would like that would be um, former Rangers uh, right fielder, designated hitter, and first baseman, uh, Rusty Staub. Ooh. There you go. I like that. Playing with the Rangers in 1980. That's why I thought of him. That's great. I like that. Thank you for giving me. Something to think about. Well, thank you, ah, Greg. There you go. It's not tied all together. Um, that uh, is something to think about. Now, let's get to the main event. Let's go and let's hear from our special guest. Coming up after the break, we will hear from Jeff Egger here on the Rattle Oh, Josie. Hello. Uh, I don't know if you noticed, but we have a special guest here. There's Yes, I have noticed. Oh. Okay. I haven't said anything. Oh. Is it just awkward? It's really awkward, actually. Well, all right. I guess we might as well introduce him. Ladies and gentlemen, let's bring in the man of the hour. Give it up for Jeff Egger. Yay! Yeah! Yeah. <laughs> Hi, bud. Hey, guys. What's going on? Not much. Yeah? Yeah. Living the dream. Are yeah. you nervous? No, not at all. I get paid to do this. <laughs> By whom? <laughs> I'm still working on it. I'm going oh, okay. to find you somebody. You, like, theoretically get paid. Right. Yeah, yeah okay. that's right. Uh, so Jeff Egger is here. Uh, Jeff, uh, thank you for, for taking a little bit of time. You're welcome. To talk with us. My pleasure. Here on the Rylock. Anytime. Uh, we will start this interview the way that we have started every interview uh, we've ever done, which is we're going to kindly request... 
that you lay out for us your Ryla story, whatever it may be. If maybe it's the first year you're hearing of this. Yeah, no, I definitely know what Ryla is. Okay, yeah. good. I've been, I've been here. Oh, before. Right. Yeah. boy, bullet dodge, uh, Josie. Uh, we got the right Jeff Egger here. Yeah, Be like, oh uh, my gosh, that would have been weird. Yeah. Um, so I grew up knowing about Ryla. Uh, my mom is is a Rotarian. I was going to say was she is a Rotarian. Um, and actually, at some point in elementary school, I remember going to Ryla to riding with my mom to pick up the campers, and I was like, this is really weird, you know. Oh, wow. So um, you got, like, in at a very early age. Yeah, it was, like, in Bridgeport, you know, and oh. uh, way early on. Um, just to pick up campers. It was it was odd. But um, so I knew what Ryla was um, and always heard my mom talk about it and um, knew that I, I wanted to go and wanted to be a part of it. Um, so I applied, uh, and I was a camper in 2004. Um, I was sent by the Dallas Trinity Rotary Club, so... Referring to Josie's podcast, you uh, or when you were featured, except for you're on it now, um, all the time. It's always Josie's <laughs> podcast. Bad, sorry. Um, this is the Josie cast. You talked yeah. about being from Big Duff's Rotary Club. That's correct. So I was uh, from Mark Healy's Rotary Club. Ah. So yeah, um, little known, little known fact. Um, now it's a well known fact. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Anyway, um, you know this and, is an audio medium, right? <laughs> that's right. That's right. Okay, just making sure. Yeah. I don't know exactly what that means, but... Uh, I just mean that, yeah. like, if you're pointing to somebody else in the studio, hypothetically, people can't tell. Oh, that's right. Well, I just pointed at people. There's someone else in the room that was also from Mark Healy's club, but whatever. Um, anyway, so... Like, we're trying to, like... Radio is theater of the mind, and we're just, yeah. like, tearing down the stage. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's okay. I'm a teacher. Go on. Um, well, spoiler alert yeah. for the end of the podcast. Well, you're a teacher. Dang it. It's Go over. on. Anyway, so um, 2004 camper, um, I went to Tyler Street Christian Academy. Um, so uh, going to camp was actually kind of a kind of a big change. Um, I was in a class of 13, um, roughly 60 or so in our high school. So uh, going to Camp Ryla um, around a bunch of other people, um, you know, it was just different. Um, and so uh, kind of what I was thinking about on my way here was. Uh, my camp story um, and kind of what I talk about uh, post camp um, is just the idea of living, you know, uh, with no regrets. Um, and a lot of times you hear people talk about leaving camp and having that uh, mountaintop, you know, uh, experience where their lives were changed for the better and all that. And that's fantastic. That's great. Mm-hmm. Um, but mine was more um, a story of feeling like I kind of missed out on an opportunity. Um, and, you know, I was talking with um, my wife on the way over here about what that actually meant that I missed out on. You know, did I not take advantage of conversations? Um, and this is going to sound really weird, but so I, I play bass guitar. And so I brought my bass and my amp to camp. And that oh, reminds. I thought you were going to say oh, you man. brought it here. I was, no, yeah. I got really I was yeah, like, hung. I was like, Since Josie. Since 2004, <laughs> Josie, get the I've been waiting for this opportunity. <laughs> no. <laughs> That's the only reason you accept the invitation. And be like, right. uh, yeah, I want to talk about Ryla, but first of all, I want to lay down a sick 15 lick. Fifteen years ago, living in regret since then. No, but uh, but you know, I brought my guitar um, and this old, horrible, heavy amplifier, and I remember bringing it to camp and just putting it in the corner in my cabin next to my bed. And you know, you go throughout camp, you're planning out, um, you know, what you're going to do for skits, which skits and talent night is much different now, but. Um, 
you know, I remember one of the guys in my cabin saying, hey, Jeff, you have your guitar. Why don't we incorporate the guitar into something? And I just freaked out. And I was like, uh, no, uh, you know, oh, it's just a bass guitar. You know, you got to have a lead guitar but to do anything with a bass. Now nah, we'll just do something different. And, uh, and our talent actually just was horrible. Like it was really bad for one of the reasons that it got changed to, um, <laughs> having, You're having agent rules. Change, right? Oh man. Yeah. So, but so then leaving camp, I carried the guitar and carried this horrible amp, um, and put it in the car and drove away. And, you know, it's just like carrying this weight. Um, I was just like, man, like I did not seize, you know, seize the opportunity, um, and I don't want to have this feeling again. So that's kind of, um, kind of my my theme when I go back to Ryla and the the opportunities I do have to go back is just to to encourage people live with no regrets, take advantage of every opportunity at camp and just just in life, um, take advantage of every opportunity professionally, um, whatever it may be. Um, you don't want to live in that area of regret. Um, I think you'd rather you know uh, have put it all out there and just see what happens. So. So what are you um, passionate about that you learned at camp or didn't learn at camp the year? I know you just uh, told us about living with no regrets, but what else? Um, I mean, I think just like generally, I mean, uh, that's a hard-hitting question. <laughs> I know, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I was that's looking good. at my notes, and, and I was going to say what stuck with you, but you just eloquently put, the the thing that stuck with you for 15 years um so you you stumped me yeah no um i mean i think that it's just it's just that theme of of trying to live um of just trying to live life with with no regrets um you know and i i grew up at the same school k through 12 um i went to the same college i had the same major like i just knew what i wanted to do um and i started working um the first school um that i was at and got five years in and kind of thought, oh, I'll just retire here. This is where I'll be. Um, and was faced with the opportunity to go to a different school, a smaller school, less pay, um, kind of dive into a project with some people. Um, and, you know, it got to the point where uh, Rebecca and I were just like, okay, are we going to do this? Um, are we going to take a chance and see what happens? Or are we just going to, you know, sink into this little bubble and just be comfortable here? Um, you know, and we decided to take the chance. Um, so that's not to say, oh, I'm going to take all my savings and take a chance on some random opportunity um, financially or whatever. But I think that that's kind of I think that's kind of my passion is just yeah, um, let's let's not wonder what would have happened. Let's let's take a chance and see what could happen. So then you, you've stayed involved with camp and mm-hmm. obviously w- with the program and, and things like that. We're waving at, at your uh, your eldest daughter, five year old, your five year old Charlotte. Um, hey, Char. And so you you've stayed involved with, with camp i guess my question is uh, is is why like what is it about what is it about this program that you get out of it you know we all do obviously we want to give back and things like that but i i'm a big believer that you wouldn't be doing this if you weren't getting something in return in a way that is satisfying for you what what is it that you get from from staying involved with yeah i mean i think it's just taking pride in the opportunity to uh to have an impact on a young person's life um and to, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe my interactions or that one conversation I might have had might have been the difference maker uh, in helping that student really decide, hey, I'm going to take a chance um, on mm-hmm. this opportunity. Um, or maybe it's, you know, doing the grunt work to, to help make sure that, that camp, um, 
you know, goes on um, without any hiccups. Um, I think that's the biggest thing. Obviously, we talk about giving back, but just wanting to make sure that um, that the future of Ryla, um, everyone gets to have that opportunity that I did. So I'm going to continue with the hard-hitting questions. You uh, really are. Do it. I, I know you alluded to this earlier, but what do you do now? Uh, so uh, I am a teacher coach. Um, I am finishing up finishing up year number Uh-oh. finishing up year number nine. Oh, gosh i didn't think that was right um yeah so i teach and coach i teach uh various levels of math and uh coach i'm currently in gunner texas um go tigers yeah go tigers and uh yeah so i've been uh in the education profession um and growing up around it, my mom's a superintendent, um, actually at Tyler Street Christian Academy, where I graduated from. So it's kind of in my blood. I grew up around it, um, and that's what I do. The word you chose, as we, we mentioned in, in other episodes, we were giving the opportunity for our, our guests to book the whole show, basically. And uh, the word you chose was courage. You've kind of, I think, is it fair to say that that's, yeah. that's been a bit of the through line of your entire Ryle story has been has been kind of the courage to to make sure you're doing uh, you're taking advantage of every opportunity yeah yeah for sure um you know i think the biggest thing um you know initially to me is just having the courage to you know admit you know hey my experience wasn't that great you know everyone else has that fantastic experience but um mine wasn't what can i do to to Mm -hmm. change that um you know and just to have the courage um, not only to admit that but to take the necessary steps um to ensure that i don't I don't have that same feeling of living in, in regret in the future, you know, and I kind of alluded to it as well. My first year being at Melissa high school, um, for five years, I was really comfortable. I was ready just to be there. Um, and, uh, uh, a guy ahead of me took a, a head coach AD job at another school, um, and decided to, to take me with them. And, um, you know, we, uh, Rebecca and I just kind of had to have that courage to, Hey, let's take the job that may not pay as much, might not be as flashy, but we've got an opportunity to really make a difference in kids' lives and and have fun doing it. Um, And that kind of propelled me into uh, working in a few different areas and being able to work under other leaders and really kind of sharpen up my skills as far as um, being in leadership roles within the education system. Do you have something? I have one more thing. Okay, no, you go Okay, ahead. that's fine. Then you can ask him about what he wants to plug. Okay. So, you know, this you mentioned courage and you mentioned Camp Ryla, and I think one thing that kind of springs to mind is happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Jeffrey. Happy birthday to you. Today's your birthday, buddy. It is. Today is my birthday. How many are you now? The big three, two. It, oh, really? So your 32nd birthday. 32nd birthday. That's it. That's, that's it. it. That's over. That's done. I didn't plan out the end of that. I just kind of figured I would sing happy birthday to you and yeah. figure you'd Thank take you. it from there. Um, uh, do you? Does anyone... Let me ask you. Does anyone call you Jeffrey? Because... I'm a I'm I'm Gregory, right? You're I'm, Andrew, but you you kind of go by Andrew, right? Uh, yeah. I mean, except, I mean, when, except ex- when you don't. Except when I don't. Well documented. But does anybody does anybody call you Jeffrey? Uh, my mom does, and Rebecca does every now and then, just if she's trying to, you know, I don't know, get my attention or be funny, or mm-hmm. she'll say, "I don't know Jeffrey" or whatever. Mm-hmm. So. Okay. 
So I she's, she's wanting to interject, but I didn't I didn't do that on your interview. So I, I notice <laughs> I notice that you call her Rebecca and I call her Becca. Yeah, no, Becca is like what I've called her for forever. But for some reason, within the past six months, I don't know if it's because I'm in my thirties now, but it's just like. <laughs> It's just like, okay. Oh, it's just a 30s she's, thing. Yeah. She's no longer Becca from camp. I guess I'm going to call her Rebecca. Yeah. No, but I don't I don't really know. Midlife crisis or something. I'm just calling her Rebecca now. I hope, certainly hope yeah. 32 <laughs> is not a midlife crisis. My mm. goodness, dude. Who knows? Let's have some, let's have some positivity. How's Gunner going to be, be cu- Let's be courageous. Hey. Hey, let's look look at hey um, just, just a personal question. Um, how's Gunner going to be this year? Uh, I feel very confident. We feel good. Yeah, I, I mean, we, I know, I know, we lose Dylan Chance. And we do. You know, those guys don't grow on trees. That's right. This is we, a high school football podcast now. Yeah, that's right. We've transitioned finally from Ryla to <laughs> finally we're in my hashtag TXHSFB. Finally, something I know about. That's right. We can do this. I'm excited. I'm going to put that hashtag on the podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> by the way, so confused. People are listening for so long. <laughs> <laughs> like, and, and like one little one small nugget about right. a three A Division one two. Division two. Thank you. Three A Division two state semifinalist. Um, Thanks for bringing that up. You made the state semifinals. That's right, we did. Seems pretty good. good. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, it was a good. And the two thousand and what year was? Did they win the title? Two thousand eleven two A. Two thousand eleven two A. You're uh, Melissa. I'm talking about Melissa. Oh, you're talking about Gunner. But then Gunner did win a title. Twenty sixteen. Sixteen. Yeah, that's right. right. That's right. Okay. Anyway. Yeah, Josie, you got one more thing. Yeah, uh, I got one more thing. So, is there something that you would like to plug? A movie, television show, a children's book? Podcast. Podcast. Well, Food? I do Food love, unit? Uh, okay. I love a lot of things. I'm going to plug a, a few things. Okay. Okay. So something uh, professional. I'm going to plug the Dave Campbell's Texas Football oh, uh, podcast. buddy. You yeah. know the weight of my heart. Hashtag TXHSFB. Um, it's called Texas Football Today. Texas Football Today. Sorry. It's just on my podcast app because Greg Tepper showed me how to do that. Um, <laughs> and uh, the, the silly thing, um, I was reminded of this. Wait, uh, my podcast isn't the silly thing? <laughs> oh, sorry, no. So, uh, you know, coaching some kids today, having them run through a speed ladder, doing agilities, um, and really coaching them up on, you know, getting out of that ladder and sprinting just 10 yards, right? And so these kids are just like, you know, as hard as they can going through this thing. And we're doing kind of a, a tough lateral movement where they're going sideways. And there was a span of like three or four kids in a row where their feet just got just got hung up in the speed ladder, and they just like hit the ground <laughs> and they're like one after the other on top of each other rolling and it's just like man this is so awesome watching people fall as long as they get up as long as they get up safely right. okay. I was, so so look up you know look up on youtube people falling <laughs> and uh this is really bad but you know right now yeah okay YouTube. look up someone falling YouTube. and as long as they're okay and don't someone break anything falling the thing that comes up next is someone falling down the stairs okay I'm gonna you just. I'm that. gonna watch the first one of these compilation, a seven minute and thirty eight <laughs> second compilation of people falling downstairs. Dude, yes, it's it's oh. hilarious, and even like, I don't know, like when I was waiting um, earlier, I saw on Instagram this woman. Here it is. She's riding the kids' roller coaster, and she falls oh on gosh. her face. Isn't that funny? <laughs> <laughs> We have run the gamut here. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the birthday boy, Jeff. Later that same evening. Hi, we're back for a bonus segment here with Jeff Egger because Jeff did one, the last thing that he said to be telling you to laugh at people falling down. Jeff, what would you like to plug? 
Well, the one serious thing I would like to plug is that there's a book out there. It's by Seth Davis. It's called Getting to Us, and it's called or it talks about how great coaches make great teams. Um, it's got Coach K. Um, it's got Doc Rivers, so it covers football, basketball, covers all kinds of different things. But Dabo Sweeney, who I have an unofficial man crush on, so a head man coach, coach at crush. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, was, coach I wasn't Clemson. sure who he was. Oh, yeah. Joking. It's a head coach at Clemson. Oh, okay. They're a, it's a university in South Carolina. Have they won some championships? You know, I would need to check, but I want to say no. Okay. We'll continue. Gigamags. Um, so, anyways, Dabo Sweeney doesn't have much out there as far as, other than he has really great news conferences, but... Um, he's got a, a, a chapter in this book, and it's a really good book. So, um, How Great Coaches Make Great Teams, Getting to Us by Seth Davis. It'd be good for anybody. One more time, Jeff Edgar. Thank you. There he is, Jeff Egger, joining us here on the Rylacast. Uh, that an, an outstanding football coach. Yes. I can tell you that. State champion football yeah. coach. State champion, and they played for another title. Um, did, was he on the staff whenever they played for a title? I'm, I'm thinking to myself, high school football. Sorry. I've, I don't I, think so. I, I don't think he was either. I think mm. you're right. It was just Melissa. Um, but they are going to be very good again. If you want to buy a copy of Dave Campbell's Texas Football, it comes out in June. <laughs> Please. I put food in my tummy. Anyway, appreciate Jeff Becker hopping on with us. All right. It's my turn to give you something to leave, leave you with. Um, my MWF is a um, – <laughs> my wife is a fifth-grade teacher. Um, if there are any fifth-graders who are listening to this podcast, I need you to earmuff it for me just for a second. Just go ahead and put your hands over your ears. Uh, I am convinced that fifth-graders are the worst people in the world. <laughs> okay? Okay. Um, I j- they are – the stories that I hear of – these fifth graders oh my gosh it's just and i think that there that there's a span somewhere between like fourth grade and like seventh grade where mm-hmm. we become the worst versions of ourselves um sometimes it happens later sometimes that happens earlier but that, to me that's boy maybe it's just because i hear a lot of fifth grade stories but in any case um i also have um a son his name's his name's hank um he uh he sleeps and he eats and he, uh, and he uses diapers. But anyway, not about that. But that, uh, those things tie together in the sense that I have been thinking a lot about children's books. Mm. Children's books. Um, we get a, you get a lot of kids' books whenever you get a... Um, Whenever you get a um, a kid. Get a kid. Yeah, yes. whenever one like it's, uh, lives in your house one, for, yeah. free. Yeah. for free. Right, for free. Right, dude. No, it's not for free. It's a net. <laughs> I won't go into it. Love you, Hank. Anyway, point is, um, so I started, I was actually looking for, because I think that sometimes um, courage can be really simple, and so I was looking for a children's book that I knew that would kind of tie it all together. I didn't find one. Mm -hmm. But then I thought about a book that I have read to my wife's fifth grade class. Um, They have a a, a day every year where they invite members of the community to come in and, and read, uh, I kind of do my part and come and read to my wife's class. And they let you pick out a book. And for the past three years, I've picked out the same book. And I think that it's a roundabout story about courage. Let okay. me tell you about it. The book is, of course, the, the classic. The, the one that, the, I mean, a New York Times bestseller by Terry Border called Peanut Butter and Cupcake. Peanut Butter and Cupcake. Peanut Butter and Cupcake. Okay. Um, it's a great book. 
It's very it's it's filled with a lot of uh, filled with a lot of food puns, which I'm super <laughs> into. Um, for example, or uh, for. For example, uh, they have a they have a hamburger, uh, and the hamburger says, "I'm sorry, uh, I'm busy walking the dogs." And what's he doing? He's walking. <laughs> the hot he's dogs. walking hot dogs. It's just it's a lot of food puns. Oh, yeah. Big into food puns. But the whole point of the book is that there is a new kid in town, and his name is Peanut Butter. And it's 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 a piece of bread with peanut butter on it, and he goes up to all these different foods, including the hamburger, including uh, the cupcake, including all these different pieces of food. It's the same thing to them. He goes, hello, I'm new here. I'd like to play. Or maybe now, maybe later, or even all day. I'll make you chuckle down deep in your belly, and we'll go together like peanut butter and hamburger. Oh. Or peanut butter and cupcake. Or peanut butter and – I don't remember the other ones. I don't have the book in front of me. But in any case, point is, every, he, he goes through, he goes through, he goes through. And, and as you can tell, I don't know if you caught on to the uh, – <laughs> The clever setup that I don't they think had. I had no, but they are saying they're setting it up for him to meet Jelly. Oh, because they go together, right? Peanut butter and you've ever heard of like that? peanut butter and jelly? Yes. Yeah. But the thing that always stuck out to me about that, and the thing that I think there's a there's a roundabout lesson on on courage is is um, obviously you could be the the new kid in town, and that stinks. But peanut butter gets rejected in this book. 10 or 11 times like it happens a lot now part of it is that they're just you know there's not the right fit he's looking for the right fit mm-hmm. but he keeps going to these people and saying the same thing hoping that one day it's going to work out and i i, I know that there is the um there is the idea of like uh the definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over and expecting a different result uh, but I think I disagree a little bit because I do think that if you feel like you are on the right path, that's not to say that you shouldn't change paths if, if, if you feel that's prudent or that you're just running into a brick wall. But I do think that there's a lesson to be learned from peanut butter and cupcake. And that lesson is that sometimes it just takes the trying. Mm-hmm. And it just, you know, you mentioned that, that there's no courage without failure. And the... Sometimes you just have to keep trying, keep going until you find that perfect mix. And by the way, at the end of this classic, uh, he does find Jelly. Ah. And everyone comes in place together. Oh. Right? It's that's a nice, nice. It's a really nice story. It's a nice So, um, I don't know. I that, that struck me. I'm sure that that's – I'm sure there are other people like, why don't you talk about somebody who won the Medal of Freedom? Well, I think peanut butter – has courage too. There's also going to be somebody that says, "Well, have you ever had a peanut butter and banana sandwich?" You know what? I have, and it's great. But that's not the point, right? He didn't say, "I'll make you chuckle down deep in your anana," you know, <laughs> and we'll go together like peanut butter and banana. <laughs> banana. Sorry, you had a really great point, and I just no, we're fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Okay. That is going to do it for us. Thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Thanks once again to the star of the show, uh, Jeff Edgar, for being our guest. Uh, Josie, uh, of course, what's the website again? We're supposed to plug the website. We uh, The website is Camp... Oh, no, 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 no my gosh, no, no, I'm going to pull no, no, it up. I'm sorry. It is Ryla Alumni 5810. No, no. No? org. Nope. Oh no, Camp Ryla. It's Ryla alum Ryla fifty eight ten alumni dot org. I'm but you know what? You had the courage to try. Oh look at that. Ah oh, we did it! <laughs> yes. 
Thank you for spending part of your day with us. Please rate, subscribe this podcast if you like it. Tell your friends. Uh, for Josie, I appreciate you being here. Well, thank you, Greg. Please I have, appreciate you being here. And you know what? Let's have the courage to do another podcast next week. Let's do it. We'll see you next time on the on the podcast. <laughs>